Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, this week on Urban Spelunking, we're talking about a Milwaukee organization that has helped more than 1,800 families move into home ownership, Axe Housing. And this part is pretty cool. Their main office is located inside a former convent. More on that later on, but I guess let's first start, Bobby, with the org. Tell me more about Axe Housing. What do they do? Well, yeah, Axe Housing is, is as you said, they're in this beautiful building, uh, which is really nice. But what's more important is who they are and what they do from that building. Um, it's a it's an agency, a nonprofit that helps families who face all kinds of barriers, some of them financial, some of them linguistic, and they help them to buy their own homes, uh, to maintain their homes. They offer counseling, uh, rehab expertise, brokerage services to help buy the houses, loans, um, all kinds of services around um, a family getting a home that they can live in. And often these are homes that are derelict homes. They're maybe sold, they're owned by the city, by a tax foreclosure. You know, a lot of times there are houses that are falling down and these people move in and they fix them up and they really, they're bringing new life into these uh, houses all around the city. Yeah, you may have heard of X housing after the Great Recession and when, when Milwaukee was really facing this foreclosure crisis. All these homes were were on the city's, uh, you know, under city ownership. And X housing is working with that existing housing stock and helping people to get into some of these foreclosed homes. And it really is a win 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 because you get these homes out of the city's hands and you have a, a, a homeowner who's invested in their block and they're invested in the home. It's good for everybody to just have more homeowners invested in their neighborhoods. Absolutely. Yeah. And so these guys uh, were founded 18 years ago at St. Michael's Church, um, not by the church, but uh, they had office space in the rectory. Um, and then about six years ago, the church allowed them to move into this uh, former convent that was there across the parking lot uh, on 24th and Vliet. Um, and then five years ago, they bought the building from the church for a dollar. Uh, so. They're, they have always been sort of connected to the church, but they're not part of the church. Yeah, and, but a nonprofit organization, and you can certainly see the alignment that, you know, the, the, the work is positive and they were able to work out this this $1 purchase. Just kind of tells you about the spirit of the work and, and how important and how transformative having these homeowners, these 1,800 families and counting, uh, moving into these these formerly unoccupied homes. And, and you're hearing, Bobby, that the the demand has actually been up during the pandemic, right? Yeah, I would have thought maybe that the you know, that they'd have sort of slowed down during this time when people are maybe thinking about things other than maybe buying a house, you know. But with all the economic challenges and you know uh, job challenges and things, but uh, I spoke to them since I wrote this before the shutdown and it was going to run during it. I contacted them just to see where they're at, and they said they've uh, implemented some new technology that allowed them to all work. Um, from home, but they're still offering homebuyer counseling. They're still doing rehab counseling. Uh, they're doing a lot of stuff with uh, via video chat and sharing photos with families uh, to help them out. They've transitioned to getting uh, like loan documents and things like that signed online. So um, they have not really slowed down in any way and they're in demand and they appear to be meeting the demand, which is pretty great. Well, coming up next on Urban Spelunking, we're going to go inside this convent because uh, they have really worked to maintain a lot of the really cool historic characteristics of the building. So we're going inside this convent next. 
Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking inside this former convent, the current home of Axe Housing. This is on 24th and Valide, right, Bobby? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful Cream City brick building from 1885. And if you drive down Valide, you've probably, and you look at these sorts of things like I do, you've probably passed it loads of times and thought, wow, that's an amazing place. Um, and interestingly, out of the blue one day, they invited me over to come check it out. They must have seen me <laughs> going by and staring. <laughs> So pre-pandemic, you got a chance to go inside and you visited um, the whole the whole campus. So places like where Mother Superior's quarters used to be, that's been transformed into to some new office space and all these really cool architectural details um, in intact. They say that they're they're not trying to do like a HGTV overhaul of this place. They're trying to keep it looking kind of like a convent. You can see that evidence everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one is because they love the, I mean, you know, you could tell as you're, as I was walking around with them, they love the, like, super tall doors, the beautiful woodwork, um, the hardwood floors, like all the, like, the cool details. They love that stuff, so they're not looking, they're not eager to get rid of it. Um, but on the other hand, too, they're, they're mindful of the fact that they're a nonprofit that helps people who are struggling um, get help with their homes. And so they, you know, they feel like if they have to sort of walk the walk, too. They don't want their... You know, if they look like they're spending all their money and their effort on prettying up their own place, <laughs> then it seems like maybe they're not focused on the right thing. Um, so they're very conscious yeah, of that sense. that kind of thing. Um, but they do love the building, and you know, they got it for a dollar, which is great. Except that it needed a new roof, which was expensive. They had to put it by law. They had to put in a fire escape that was very expensive. You know, there's been lots and lots of work for them to do because this building is from 1885, and you know, it was. Uh, used for a long time by uh, sisters who taught in the school across the, the playground slash parking lot. Um, but then the school closed in 1970, and so then the building's use changed. You know, uh, the church used it for a while. Interestingly, some of the priests at the church used to allow newly arrived immigrant families to stay in that building uh, until they got on their feet uh, when they got to Milwaukee. So that's sort of an interesting... Um, it's an interesting oh, wow. early precursor to what Axe is. I mean, Axe is sort of doing it in a more formalized, <laughs> you know, way. But uh, there was always this sort of the building for a long time has had this uh, use in kind of helping struggling people find their feet and get a place to live. So I, I love that connection. You know, um, you seem to find these these just like little serendipitous connections all the time you know, <laughs> where, where history just kind of repeats itself in some way or it takes kind of a weird little turn and uh i just love those those stories that you find i love that too and i know this is a completely different subject but like it's like when i went to shank hall and i started doing research on shank hall and it turned out in the early 60s it was the milwaukee distribution point for capital records you know which right, seemed like, yeah. such a, like completely random nobody had i talked to had had any idea there was this connection um it had been completely forgotten over the years, but it's amazing how, like you said, serendipitous it was that there were these really related things in this same building, you know, but this one is great because it looks like a little old, I mean, it wasn't ever a school. It was a place for nuns to live, but um, it looks so much like Golda and Coggle and all those old schools uh, you, right down to the hardware on the doors have the same sort of like beautiful 
decorative hinges and doorknobs. Yeah, there, there was a, a, a very Bobby Tanzillo close-up picture of a uh, door hinge in this piece. But you loved it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. And it shows you that, like the craftsmanship. You know, we we talk about the craftsmanship you find in these old buildings all the time, and um, you know the uh, the Mother Superior's quarters where where there's an office space now. There's little steps that that suggest you said kind of a um, kind of an authoritative position. That, yeah, because you know, that, that, it's interesting. It's on the second floor where everything is on the same level, except for that one office. You have to go up like three little steps to get into that office, which seems like so random that you think is this a power play or is it because it's above the chapel which has a higher ceiling <laughs> but I definitely i'm sure the mother superior liked the fact that it you know that people had to walk up the steps to come into her office so that's uh, mother superior's quarters uh what about the rest of the building were there any other interesting features that stuck out one really interesting one on the first floor um it is now a meeting room sort of like a conference room uh, that they also use, I think, is maybe a, as a break room for lunches and stuff. But uh, it's the old chapel, so it, it's, it's like walking into like a tiny little church <laughs> inside this building. Um, it's got stained glass windows. It's got like a higher ceiling. It's got a place where there was an altar, uh, and then there's just like a big conference room table in the middle. And they said it's always interesting having meetings there because you you feel like you're <laughs> having a meeting in a church. <laughs> Well, it's really, I think, symbolic of the whole mission that, you know, uh, Axe Housing is, is working with the existing housing stock in Milwaukee, bringing new life into it. And it just seems fitting that they're also in kind of a historic building in, in their own way, um, yeah. breathing new life into that building that was vacant for, for a while as well. So you can go inside and see those those close-up pictures of door hinges <laughs> and <laughs> much more that uh, beautiful stained glass and, and tons of other great photos from inside at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Podcasts in 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and, of course, your membership. You can subscribe to Radio Milwaukee's podcast. We've got podcasts about food, music, and film. You can find them all on NPR Podcasts, on Spreaker, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us as well. And you can also just go right to radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzel, another great story. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nate.